0: Born and raised in Fredericton, Duncan Clowater spent close to six years traveling around the world and working in various places. Duncan, however, grew up working in a family plumbing and heating business until, at age 48, he took what he describes as a left turn to try something completely different. Duncan opened the Dandy Paint Lounge, located in downtown Fredericton. The Dandy Paint Lounge, a place where you can sit down and relax, alone or with friends, paint and have a drink if you like, whether you're painting on a traditional canvas or joining a group to create art on a record or even a ukulele. Duncan, join me to talk about this new addition to Fredericton's business community. Duncan, in 60 seconds, describe your business. Uh, it's a paint lounge. So the
1: bare bones version is you come in and you buy a canvas or I also have ukuleles, records and skateboard decks and a few other different things you can paint. And in the price of those items is included all everything you need to do a painting, um, being like paints, brushes, stencils, space to do it. We clean it up. Um, and we're, we're licensed, so you can have a beer and a wine while doing it, but we're also, our license, you don't have to be 19, so it's for all ages, for families, dates, friends, anybody who just
0: wants a little something different to do. I went on your, your online presence, and I found some comments and reviews. I pulled out three. Okay. And the well, first one says, I attended a painting class tonight. It was my first painting class ever, and I found the experience wonderful. Second comment, it's a really fun activity to do with kids or friends and great atmosphere. Best part is no talent is required to go there and the staff is very helpful and friendly. And the third comment is my six-year-old daughter and I had an excellent afternoon at the Dandy Paint Lounge this March break. The staff was amazing, very helpful, so patient and went above and beyond in helping and teaching my daughter. Highly recommend. The reason I pulled these three comments out is they all have a theme. It's that no experience is required. Can you talk a little bit about that? You you seem to attract an audience that wants to try this for the first time.
1: Uh, it is for basically everybody. So, yeah, there is some people that come in that are clearly really good painters and a lot of people, and that's sort of one of the things I had to butt up against was was people who go, well, I can't paint. Um, why would I want to come there? Because I don't have any artistic skill or whatever. Um, sort of, I guess, the good thing or part of... The good thing, I guess, me owning it is that I don't necessarily consider that I have that much artistic talent. So I, I enjoy painting, I think I can paint, I can't draw very well. So I have lots of things around there for being able to come out with a decent painting when you don't know what you're doing. Um, and by that I like stencils and I can print anything off the internet. Um, and then I've got like a printer and light boxes, so you can trace the image onto the canvas if that's what you're doing, or onto the record because I have like uh, tracing paper as well for onto records and skateboards. So then it gives you something to paint rather than just looking at a blank canvas and going, you know, what do I what do I do on here? So. I think and the people I have a few girls working for me and they all go to the art college so they actually have a little better knowledge <laughs> on on mixing paint and stuff like that if you have further questions past what do I paint mm-hmm.
0: did you anticipate that when you opened your doors
1: sort of it was sort of go when I went through doing like my business plan and stuff um, I had talked to a few people I had come to it through like a career coach, counselor, like i had been doing that. Um, so he was sort of coaching me through, you know, what are some of the problems gonna be? And that's sort of the main problem we came up with was people going, well, I don't paint, what can I do, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so it was one that we anticipated right off the bat. And and like I say, because I've painted for years and years, but I always trace stuff or, or do other, other ways of making me be able to draw something that I can't freehand draw essentially.
0: Okay. So let's continue on that subject with about you. What's your story? How did you get this far?
1: Um, Well, I basically, basically I'm, I'm a licensed plumber, which doesn't apply at all to this. (laughs) Um, But my family owned a plumbing and heating company for years in in Fredericton. Um, So I, essentially got work. I got put to work when I was 14 um, and in the trades and construction and stuff like that Um, and then eventually well I'd worked for worked for a number of years and then I traveled around for a number of years and then when I came back here I got my plumbing license and then my father had retired my sister and my cousin had taken over the business and after a few years I think it sort of came to that The business was still doing good, but neither one of them necessarily wanted to run it. So they closed the business before it needed to close because of a bad name. So it still ended on a good note, essentially. Um, And then I had a couple other jobs that uh, once they closed that down, I had a couple other jobs at a couple other um, plumbing and heating places in Fredericton. Realized at the core of it that I was doing it more because I fell into it and not that I had any desire to do it. And so then I ended up, uh, my brother actually, a friend of his is a career coach and, or career coach or career counselor, I don't remember what they call them, uh, in Toronto. And so I started talking to him on Zoom, trying to figure out, trying to figure out something to do, basically. And this was after, like my last job sort of ended with the, or no, I guess it didn't, I'm lying. I was gonna say it ended with the lockdown, but it didn't. I had another job after that, but it just didn't fit really well, right. and so it was still sort of in the lockdown. I guess that's why I'm getting confused. It went on; that went on too long, so <laughs> mixing things up. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so through talking to him, um, just sort of what did you know? You start out going with what do you enjoy doing, and how can you make that something that you end up doing? I enjoyed painting. I enjoyed. Uh, well, I had Zoom meetings, so I had a big painting behind me mm-hmm. that my daughter and I had done at the beginning of the lockdown. So he was asking about that. And so that's where the painting came out. And then he was asking, you know, what's a job you've done throughout your life? Because I've had many different jobs um, that you enjoyed. And my f- probably my favorite job I ever had was when I lived in England. I worked in locals pubs. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just standing behind the bar, talking to the people that came in every day and they came in every day. So you get to know them quite well. Yeah. So it was just standing behind the bar talking nonsense with people for hours on end. <laughs> so I sort of combined the two, the painting and the standing behind the bar and talking to people. And that's sort of where we ended up on, on
0: this one. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a couple things. Your, your family owned a plumber shop. And so you, you, I would argue you come from an entrepreneurial rooted family a bit uh yeah
1: yeah basically uh i mean my my grandfather started it back in well it was over it had been going for over 70 years i think so Mm -hmm. my grandfather had started it and then when my father basically started working for him uh my father and my two uncles sort of took it over and then expanded it whereas you know back in the day my grandfather was a guy on a bike going around fixing people's plumbing, then they expanded up and started doing bigger jobs and stuff like that. So they grew it to a fairly good size. Um, and uh, yeah, so my father basically spent his
0: whole life running, running his own business. So you have these entrepreneurial skills, but the, obviously the topic is, is different. Um, would you argue that you have to continue to learn with this type of thing?
1: Yes, that's that's the biggest thing, because it's the running the business isn't necessarily my strong point. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the accounting and all the other things that go with it. Um, I find I'm pretty good and congenial at, you know, the, being the face of it and getting things going and talking to people while I'm there, while while they're there. and. Um, but yeah, it's it's the, that's that's the other part which I do you know I appreciate I have my my sister helps
0: me on the accounting side mm-hmm. of things because yeah, I just completely screw that up left to my own devices. So. <laughs> so what in creating this business, what has been the most challenging component? Um, I think the most challenging, to be honest, is
1: is just getting the name out there and people knowing that I'm there. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean the. The get, the getting, I was unemployed anyway, I'd left the last job. So like last summer I was sort of, you know, I can either focus on getting this together or I can focus on getting another job that I don't really want, or I can sort of do the two between. And I chose to just take last summer and mm-hmm. just focus on, on getting this together. Um, and that wasn't too bad. There was a learning curve there because I'd never done it before. And you know, that, that I got thrown off by having to do projections on you know, for business plans and doing projections on a business that doesn't exist That's in right. Fredericton. <laughs> so if uh, you know, there's, there's a fair bit of making things up there and, and hoping. Um, but then, I mean, that went, that went fairly, fairly smoothly and then setting it all up. I mean, I enjoyed that part of it because it was, again, it's not something that exists. Mm. So there's not a wrong way for me to do it, so, <laughs> which, which sort of works out in that, you know, everything in there. I made a few mistakes on things that I bought more of that I didn't need okay. Um the best example is because I'm not a professional painter in my head. I had that everybody uses easels and like the high stools. No one ever uses the stools and (laughs) I have 20 of them. (laughs) If one likes a table and a chair, just like I did apparently, but you know. um, But yeah, other than that, I mean, everything else uh, went, you know, everything's gone pretty well. As you can see, I think uh, I've read some of the other comments people have left and they're, they're generally similar to those comments. Uh, I haven't seen really any negative feedback um so I think everything's pretty good. People that come in generally enjoy themselves um I think I'm decently priced like I don't you know i'm there's there's certain things that unless people are really angry, you'll never hear about it anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you only hear the really really good things and the really really bad things, and not so much in the middle. <laughs> But uh, I think everything's gone well. It's just really a matter of me getting people through the door, really, and getting to know I'm there. Um, and I am sort of tucked away in a hidden alley, so it's mm-hmm. it's not... I don't get a lot of people just walking down the street mm-hmm. that will see it. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, most people are there for two hours or better anyway to sit down and do a painting, so it's not it's not an impulse activity where you'd necessarily just be walking down the road Mm -hmm. and go, Oh, let's go sit for three hours and do a painting.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I, I can, going back a bit, if, if I were to tomorrow create a paint lounge, I absolutely would buy easels and stools as well. So that is a shock. (laughs) (laughs) I should have
1: had more chairs and more table easels. (laughs) The table easels get used a lot, but like the floor easels don't. But I think it comes down to, you know, I grew up like most people my age, watching Bob Ross on PBS, exactly, and it's right. like, well, he's got a stool yeah. and, a, and a and an easel, and he's a professional painter, so that's what people who paint want.
0: All right, you aim for the top, and <laughs> Bob Ross is the top, so I don't see <laughs> exactly. the issue here. Now that we talked a bit about uh, the challenging component, talk to me about you know, one of the most, I guess, talk to me about a rewarding experience over over all of this. Um. Just getting it open,
1: I guess, was most of it. Um, like I say, it, it's probably to be honest. I'm I'm 49. I haven't put a lot of effort into a lot of things. <laughs> like like I say, that's how I ended up being a plumber. I got put to work at a, when I was 14. My father figured, well, you've had enough free summers, so you know you're gonna go. Shovel crap. I don't know how what what sort of language level we use here, but <laughs> you can go shovel some crap out of some holes, and and uh, and then I just sort of fell into that. And even, I mean, even when I traveled around, I just wanted to travel around a bit. I left from here to Banff. I lived in Banff for a few years, but I, you know, I was there for three days before I had a job that I ended up having the whole three years I was there. I left there and sort of anywhere I went, and I just. In a few days, I get a job. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily like you know I was just doing whatever job pays the bills sort of thing, so it wasn't that hard to get. But basically, everything came really easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this one, you know, I I had to work at it, and I had to you know find some funding for it, and um, which you know that's that ignite helped me out on that one as well. Um, but yeah, and basically, like I say, it was a lot of. I mean, I had help from, from family and friends and stuff like that as well. Um, but for the most part, it was me sort of trying to figure it out on, again, like I say, something that doesn't really exist. So not a lot of points of reference to go by other than I think this might work. Mm-hmm.
0: You talked about funding. What have been the best resources that have helped you along the way? Um, the Ignite one definitely
1: that definitely got me going in the right direction, allowed me to buy some things and stuff like that. Then I got another loan from TD for a small business loan as well, um, just to get equipment and stuff in it. Um, and then, and then, yeah, it's just family and friends mm-hmm. have helped out along the way for funding as well. And then, I mean, that's the biggest thing because it's hard to do anything without money. Right.
0: I've heard that. <laughs> um, how has the how has the community support been for your business? Um <clears throat> good I believe
1: um I've been in, I've well I don't I don't really know how to answer that one I guess. Uh I haven't had a really a lot of I've had a few things coming through. Um but like I say uh, a lot of people don't even know them there. Even and I've been well, going on going on ten months now. Um but it's just getting the, the word out there again as
0: always. What's one thing you do differently?
1: I don't honestly know. Um the the easiest thing would be try trying to get more of the word out before I opened. Um so I opened with a little bit more of a bang, basically. Um, But even that, like, I did, there was an article in The Gleaner, uh, like, I don't remember if it was October or November last year, about it coming, but it was, like, it was somebody walking by, and I had a big sign in the window saying, coming soon, so he had walked by um, and asked if he could just do an article about it. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it was a little bit early um because like the article came out and there's nothing there so by the time i opened it was sort of forgotten about um but yeah i think that's probably the main thing is just trying to get more of the word out but at the same time i don't know how you do that because everyone's minds are so you know so flitty these days that it's like you know oh i heard of this and then it's well it's not there and then they forget because mm-hmm. something else has distracted them. I'm guilty of it as well. I'm not saying I'm any better than anybody else, but but I think that's that's it. So I I don't know how I would rectify that, but I mean that would sort of be the one thing that would be the main thing.
0: So when we talk about uh, I brought up earlier but the Fetterton community, if we flip that, um what can the Fetterton community do for you to help your business succeed? Um
1: Fredericton as a whole. I mean, just come try it out. Mm -hmm. That's that's really it. Feed Um, your curiosity. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, like I think, I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things. Like a lot of things. Like uh, I could advertise all over the place, um, but nothing's going to be as good as word of mouth. Right. Um, And that's comes down to a lot of like, um, like I was saying earlier with the with the other. like I could advertise, you could see my name and see what it is all over the place. And 90% of the people would go, well, I can't paint. So there's no point in me going there. Whereas... If you hear from your neighbor or relative, like, oh, right. I went to this place and, you know, it was really fun. I can't paint, but I was able mm-hmm. to come out with this. And, you know, I'm not necessarily hanging it over my mantelpiece, but you know, mm-hmm.
0: it'll, it'll
1: go in a storage bin for a little while or, you know, go in a bathroom or a bedroom or something. But,
0: but Duncan, they um, don't. So sorry to interrupt, but they don't when someone's, I guess, painting, it's not simply on a canvas. They have options, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I have a, I
1: have can, I have different sized canvases, and then I have uh, these little toy ukuleles, and I have skateboard decks and mm-hmm. records. Um, the records have actually proven to be really popular, just yeah. as as something different to paint. Um, and then I also have like clock hands, so if you do a record, you can turn it into a clock. Uh, so basically just keep trying to think of different things. I just recently bought some styrofoam heads that, you
0: know, if somebody wants to paint a styrofoam head. Yeah, okay. there's now an option to paint mm. a head. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting because not, so I, I visited your shop a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't until I walked in the door. It, had you told me, you know, let's go paint. Of course my mind, first of all, it goes to an easel and a stool mm-hmm. as we discussed, but it goes to a canvas. So, but I walked in, it it almost introduced me to a, a wide variety of things that make sense but i never thought of so like so i saw on your wall there's a series of records with beautiful paintings on them um, and then you could see other an assortment of other items that people are using that it very much caught my attention and Tell you the truth, I would be more interested in that. Are you seeing customers, when they walk into your shop, have that same experience where like, this is a fantastic idea, I actually would rather do this?
1: I think quite a bit with the records. Um, The records and the little ukuleles get painted quite often. Um, Yeah, because like I say, it's, it's something different. And you know, a lot of people that paint have maybe gone to Endeavors or, or Michaels okay. or whatever and gotten something. Mm-hmm. So they've done some painting on canvases and stuff like that and might be familiar with it. And, and yeah, a lot of, the, like I say, the records, the records were really something that, that surprised me because they were just one, I had a whole bunch of records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll just bring these here and maybe somebody will wanna paint on them. Um, and it turns out a lot of people do. Um, and the other benefit with the records is a a it is something different, and B, it is like the um, it's the least expensive thing I have to paint on as well. Okay. So you know, for somebody who maybe wants something a little different or maybe doesn't want to spend as much money, there's there's the records and uh, and yeah,
0: there there's a lot of people paint records. And it's not. Just individuals that can come in and paint. You take in groups, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. So I also do, I have some scheduled paint and sips and workshops, um, where you could just come in, um, like book a spot with the paint and sip and come in and do it. Um, but then I also do group bookings as well. Um, where I'll bring somebody in. I don't teach the paint and sips because, as I said, I don't have that skill to do, Um, but I bring somebody in. So if it's a group like a work group or just even a group of friends, um, Mm. you can organize for a private paint and sip. Um, And then one of the other ones that surprised me, but when I think about it, not much, is uh, tween girl birthday parties seem to. uh, I've done a number of them where... And I think that by the time you get to there, a lot of, a lot of kids are interested in in painting um, and just I have a 14 year old well, she's almost 15 now mm-hmm. a year old daughter, and just knowing what there is out there for kids to do um, there's an age where that's very limited right <laughs> yeah. so it sort of fit in that niche very, yeah. very well as well, because it's like, okay well we're a little too old to do this. Mm-hmm. We're a little too young to do this. And then it's sort of, it seems like it's sort of one person had, had, heard, you know, knew of me and asked if they could have their daughter's birthday there. And then, you know, people are dropping off their kids and then someone else goes, oh, well, this is a great place to have mm-hmm. a birthday. Um, and because we're right in the tannery as well, right. um, there's all kinds of food options know, there as well. Like I don't have food, but it's perfectly okay to bring in food from kind one of, of the, you know seven or eight places that are within 30 seconds of my front door.
0: That's right. (laughs) I love your story of the career change you've made and the jump into entrepreneurship you've made. So I'm actually, I'm very curious if your opinion on this is what advice would you give someone waiting to open a business similar to yours? Uh, I don't
1: really know what advice I would give. Um, Because I think by virtue of, um, like for example, for the Ignite loan, I had to submit my business plan. But by virtue of, and I'd never done a business plan before, but by just sort of doing a business plan, you sort of figure out a lot of it, a lot of what you didn't necessarily think of before while doing a business plan and I mean I did like five of them because there's a million different things on the internet of how you should do a business plan and <laughs> yeah. start on one and then get to another so I did it at like five and then sort of mushed them all into one yeah. um but yeah I I don't know what advice I would give basically um I don't. I. I honestly don't know. Enjoy it, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, enjoy it and stay optimistic, because I mean, you know, I'm generally a fairly optimistic person, and uh, I don't know. There, there. I might have. If I wasn't at least mildly optimistic that things are going to get better, there's a few times this year that I might have been stuck in a little cry hole for a while. <laughs>
0: Duncan, if. Uh what would, to listeners out there, if you had to pick one takeaway for them to take home, what would it be? Um, in regards to... This conversation. Um,
1: come try it out. Okay. <laughs> like that's, that's basically it. Whether you think you can paint or not, right. um, come try it out. Uh, worst, at the, I mean, absolute worst case scenario, you end up with a painting you don't like.
0: But you got an experience but
1: you had a different experience mm-hmm. rather than maybe just sitting at a restaurant um hopefully you had a good time doing that painting you don't mm-hmm. like um and even even that i mean most a lot of the times like you know just go and experiment if you can't paint i've got stencils if you don't want stencils i got squirt guns just squirt mm-hmm. squirt paint at yeah. up <laughs> canvas for a while <laughs> you know you get um you know it's it's a lot of things that doesn't you get a lot of you get a lot of neat outcomes from obscure ways sometimes, so you know it doesn't not everyone's gonna do starry night right. <laughs> or the right. Mona Lisa, but you know what. Like, like I say, I I jokingly did one once that, you know, sometimes you maybe just want to make a painting of a troll doll holding a Mm. unicorn as an umbrella.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) If that's what you want to do, go for it. That's right. Pertaining to your business. Are there any other details that you think people should know? For most people, the first thing
1: they'd ask if they call up is just price wise, what, what you're looking Mm. at, um, and price wise. For the bulk of things, you're between 16 to 25 dollars per person. Now, there's a couple other things like a skateboard deck, 65. Right. Um, and the bigger canvases are obviously going to be going to be a little more, but generally, you're looking like the record would be the s- cheapest at 16. The smallest canvas is a nine by 12, and that's 18. And then it sort of varies in up to about 25. Um, the other thing is uh, like. Don't feel any pressure. You don't mm-hmm. need, you don't need to be able to paint. You don't need to be able to draw. You just need to be willing to try something and enjoy some time with friends. Um, there's no time limit. So if you come in, like I'm not shooting, shooing you out the door after mm-hmm. two hours, there's some people, I mean, you know, I and it's once you've bought the thing, it's yours. So That's if right. you, you know, if you're not done and you need to leave, well, I'll find a spot to leave it on the wall, mm-hmm. and you can come back later and finish it up another day. Um, so yeah, there's no hurry. Just sit down, relax, have a have a have a drink, soft drink if you're under 19, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, just relax and have fun, basically.
0: Duncan, I, I can't uh, thank you enough for joining me today and walking me through your journey and and creating this business. Uh look forward to chatting with you in the next couple of years, seeing the growth and success of this, and uh, uh, look forward to crossing paths again soon. All uh, right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks for joining Locked on Local is hosted by Andrew Lockhart. This podcast was produced by Ignite and the music by Tom Cray. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you can find quality podcasts. And if you have a recommendation for a business, feel free to reach out at andrew.lockard at ignitefrederton.com.